name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is a day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Some of y'all know how excited I am today. This is going to be crazy today. I'm excited about all the moves of God, what he has um, right now. I'm, uh, today, I'm nothing but Pastor Pulliam. That's all I am. And, and I'm, I'm sort of over the top. I told, I just finished telling them I'm, I'm never this way, but it's one of the few moments I've been nervous. Amen. Got a pro, prolific preacher coming on and sound man of God, phenomenal in the scriptures. And and he's just innovative in the gospel. Heart is just supreme. Amen. And he know that book, that B-I-B-L-E, Biblioso. And he's he's really, really, really good at administrating the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to the congregants and to the fellowship of the people of God and the kingdom of God. And, and so I'm I'm looking forward to bringing him in a second because um, tomorrow we got Dr. Graham as well. For those who know Dr. GMP, one of the most profound sound in the financial arena than you can imagine. She has books out. She does what she do, and she does it tremendously. And a lot of people scared of her because she going to only do it right. That's the only way she's trying to see it. You got to do it right. She don't she don't fool with you if it's not right. And we we are just excited about all that God is doing. And um, now y'all y'all about to hear from Bishop Jonathan Puyam. He'll be in here in a second. And um, he 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 he's the diocese of the Seventeenth Episcopal District from the churches um, of the Apostolic Faith Pentecostal Churches of the Apostolic Faith, and he's up there in Huntsville, Alabama. That's my cousin, Amen. And he is sound in ministry, family man. Love the children, love God. Everything about him is God built, Amen. Man of one one wife, meet all the career, the criteria of the scriptures, and we are very proud of that and we are looking forward to hitting what y'all know me i'm gonna come with some stuff for him amen and we're going to get excited about bringing him in i present to you um right now bishop jonathan pulliam amen and he's prayed us up already so we good greetings to you bishop how you doing today man i'm doing well i'm doing well pastor i appreciate you having us on thank you greetings to everyone that's watching I'm, I'm excited to, uh, one, to be here and be on this platform. Thank you so much. But excited also because uh, uh, Pastor Puyam is family. Now, we, we may laugh, we may cut up, uh, but we love the Lord and, and love him very de- very dearly. So I'm, I'm honored and thank you for uh, having us on at this time. Uh, uh, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, to God be glory. I'm going to be good today. I got a sticky tab telling me to stay out of trouble and stay focused. So I ready. I wrote it out to stay focused today. Uh, 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 Bishop, give give us real quickly your, your roots in the gospel. Where are you from in your roots in the gospel? Oh, wow. Uh, my roots run extremely deep, uh, just like yours. They run uh, through Detroit, um, uh, that old Chris, uh, Clinton Street, Great Bethlehem Temple. Where our parents got saved there. Uh, where Bishop Hancock was pastor. Then 
in uh, early 70s, we, my family moved to Indianapolis, another uh, rich heritage of apostolic uh, uh, roots there. I got saved at 1980, in 1980, at the early age of 11, uh, under the leadership. Then it was uh, Bishop Fr uh, James Franklin, Mount Zion. We were over on Prospect Street. Uh, that church now many know uh, is pastored by uh, the our, our current presiding bishop, Bishop yes. Lambert Wade Gates, uh, which is on 38th Street there in Indianapolis. So our apostolic roots run very, very deep uh, uh, and, and run, and, and I'm proud of it. Thank God for it. Uh, I, I really am. Um, I, I thank God for our upbringing, our very strict church, uh, upbringing, <laughs> very, very strict and rooted. Uh, and I thank God for it. It's kept us out of a lot of trouble and, and kept us grounded. Yes. Many, many things we didn't understand then, didn't understand why we couldn't go to the movies, why we couldn't play basketball. <laughs> we had more why we couldn't than could. Amen. Uh, but it kept us out of jail, and uh, and it kept us uh, it kept us in the right in the right place, kept us off drugs. And I, I thank God, I got saved when I was eleven, started preaching uh, when we were nineteen. And uh, and when I mean saved, I, I don't I don't mean on the mourners bench. I mean God filled me with the Holy Ghost. All right. Uh, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, I was baptized in water in Jesus' name at the age of eight. And uh, if the Lord blesses uh, us to see October fourth, we're gonna be <clears throat> years old. <laughs> we're gonna be in our mid fifties, and uh, uh, and God has kept us. He is yet blessing on today, and I'm grateful. I'm I'm extremely grateful. Hey, Bishop, you know the the, the conversation um, uh, we had talked about with church and culture, and you talked about the old way. Um, of how we came into and the the standing and the standard at that mm -hmm. at that particular time. Do you um, believe that that standard is relevant now? Uh, the standard of holiness is relevant now. The truth is that um, each generation, each leader, has to serve their generation, and some things have changed and transitioned from today. Than, than when we first were saved. However, the book hadn't changed. The Bible hasn't changed. You may have to, ch uh, 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 the standard of holiness and the standard of righteousness never changes. That let every man have his own wife. Let, the, the, the standard of holiness never changes. Uh, come out from among them, be ye separate, saith the Lord. You, you can't change the book, the Bible, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's not going to change. Uh, however, how we draw this generation may change, and and the, and the methods that God gives us uh, may change. The Lord says something, and I use this in this principle. He says something to uh, uh, to to Moses. I mean, to, he says something to Joshua. He says, Joshua, as I was with Moses. So shall I be with you. He didn't say what I did for Moses. I'm going to do for you the same way. Moses hits the uh, hits. Moses uh, 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 prays, stretches out his rod over the Red Sea. Joshua has to put his foot in the river. Both of them back up, but there's a different method to get across. And so to, to answer that question, listen, uh, is it still relevant? Is a standard? Absolutely. 
the uh, the standard of holiness is is not going to change. The Bible does not change. It's as relevant today as it was <clears throat> when it was originally written. Um, Bishop, during these years, you've been thirty five years in ministry now. Um, how how have you seen that change and and the relevance? Have you have you seen it become stronger, or have you seen just because we know culture changes, we know the details change on on the vehicle, but have you seen a great change in the preaching or of the strength of the preaching or the decline of the preaching? How how have you seen it, Bishop? Uh, that's almost a trick question. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> See, he tried to get me in trouble, and, and we we not even ten minutes in right now. <laughs> uh, when when I came in church, um, when I came in church, I came up under uh, Bishop Franklin. It was my you know my uh, I, came, I I I was born in the Clinton Street, but as far as my first pastor was Bishop Franklin, who was very strict, taught on Revelations all the time. We thought Jesus was going to come. We thought if we if we told a lie and went to sleep, we, we better not. I mean, he may come in the middle of the night. And, I mean, that's how we, we were just uh, we could, you know, uh, shorts. We wasn't wearing shorts. We he was very strict. He was a very stern man uh, and, and preached that. Uh, um, I mean, preached out of revelation. We thought the rapture was going to take place any day, any moment. And I'm going to be honest. Uh, we're closer today than we ever have been. Uh, we we were trained uh, to preach Jesus. We were trained to preach the death, burial, resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. And the truth of the matter is the, the gospel is the pre-existing Jesus in the Old Testament. It's the birth of Jesus. It's the life of Jesus. It's the death of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus, and it's the second coming. That's what we were taught to preach, Jesus. But today's message and today's preacher not necessarily preaches Jesus all the time. Uh, and, and it's Jesus that's going to save. There's no other name given under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It's, it's the name that saves. Uh, the gospel, I don't think, was uh, uh, necessarily written just to make us rich. All right. And, and we see that in the church today where uh, we've made it about being rich. We've made it about uh, uh, a number of things that don't necessarily uh, have to do with salvation. I'm trying to be nice on my boy, first boy, time. Boy, you, you, you tiptoeing. Boy, you are tiptoeing. Bishop, you tiptoeing, Bishop. You tiptoeing. So, so in, in my 35 years, I've seen a drastic change. I've seen I've seen where where it wasn't profitable to be a preacher. People didn't want to be a, people didn't want to be a preacher because they weren't going to make no money. Amen. But they, they weren't going to make no money getting in, into the, into being preaching because there was no money to be paid. Uh, the people in the church were poor. They, our, our churches were storefront churches. We didn't have these cathedrals that we had. That we had. We didn't have these massive buildings. They were very few and far between. We weren't on the. We weren't on TV uh, uh, like like uh, uh, Farwell, and we 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 we, we were struggling. Yeah. But today, today, 
And I even hear some preachers talk about that, where, you know, if I get so many members, you know, I can live a certain way. But that's not what this gospel is about. This gospel is a suffering way. The, 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 if, if, if you're not ready to suffer, don't embrace the pulpit. That, that's a good one right there. I, I like that one. Uh, um, so in the suffering, in, in the suffering, um, Bishop, you have seen a lot um, in the diocese, and you've, you've, been, you've climbed the ranks over years, and you have seen many churches, many churches. I've watched you preach at many churches. I've watched you deal with a lot of people. Um, in that suffering, does the suffering change by generation? The, I mean, the capacity to deal with the truth in suffering, and and uh, you you know I'm going all in this water. Um, does it has that changed in any capacity to say that this generation does not want to suffer, or was there a building of a culture that was trained in Jesus that this comes with it no matter what you will suffer? Uh, the Bible tells us that the Bible teaches us that Paul says, Timothy, he says, he says, he says, uh, uh, um, prepare yourself like a good soldier. Arm yourself. Suffering is part of salvation. You can't get out of it. Job says all the days of man are, are of a few days and those days are full of trouble. But what we we don't want to go through no trouble. We are producing a weak generation that does not go through it, that doesn't want to go through anything. And what happens is when you don't want to go through anything, you miss the power of God. It is in suffering where God will reveal to you. If you look in every revelation, Moses is at, their back is against the wall. You got the Red Sea in front of you. You got, you got, Egypt behind you, they in trouble. They in trouble. And what does God do? Through, through their trouble, he makes a way yes. across the Red Sea. Daniel is in a lion's den. Mm -hmm. he not, he, he's in a den of lions, not an empty lion's den. He's in a den of lions. And what does God do? Come through for him. Yes. We want to preach about suffering, but we don't want to go through suffering. And and I and and you said something that and I, I'll be honest I don't want to talk to a preacher who has not gone through nothing. All right. If you have not gone through nothing and seen the hand of God, there's a difference between preaching the letter of the law and living the law and living the book. There's a difference there. There's a difference in experience in Scripture. Than, than, than preaching scripture. Now, today, 35 years, I remember my first message was, was uh, 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 I preached was stand still, see the salvation. I ain't had no business preaching that message because I hadn't experienced nothing. Uh -huh. But today I've experienced that. Your back is against the wall and I've seen God part the Red Sea for me. Part the proverbial Red Sea. And so, but today's generation, we're not preaching that suffering way. We're preaching bless, blessings coming. It's coming. It's coming. But what? if you need a blessing, you're going to have to suffer for it. You're going to have to go through for it. And, and so we've got to prepare this generation. And I'm going to be honest. There's something coming on the horizon for this generation that the enemy is getting ready to release in the last days. And this we got to prepare this generation. 
they're going to have to, we've said it, for God I live and for God I die. They're going right, to make, they gonna have to make a decision. You're going to have to make a decision. Either that's just going to be a cliche or you're going to do it. Nice. We're going to have to make a decision. Either it's for God I live and for God I die. Most of us have never been put into that situation. Amen. And, and and if they have not been put in that situation, Bishop, uh, what is, what is the priority of of the pastor, the shepherd? Um, what what is the the priority then of him? What's the priority of the shepherd? Yes, preach Jesus, preach the cross. Must Jesus bear the cross alone, and all the work go free? No, there's a cross for everyone, and there's a cross. We all have a cross to bear. We have prettied up the cross. The cross is ugly. The cross is bloody. Man, we don't have no time today. The cross is, <laughs> we have made it, we have made it beautiful. Now, you, you came out the temple just like one of the things that I, 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 I'll never forget. One of the things at the temple, they had the picture of Jesus and those drops of blood coming down. I remember I went mm -hmm. in and I didn't, and I didn't see it. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, uh, 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 when 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 the, the Passion of Christ came out, and the scene in the Passion of Christ, where they were whipping Jesus, mm -hmm. and and he and you could see his skin being torn, I was crying. I, I, I remember I was crying. I was hearing people were screaming, and and they flipped him over and started whipping him some more, and and tears were rolling down my face. And God spoke to me. And he said, it was worse than this. The problem with the church today is we don't want the ugliness of the gospel. But without the bloodiness of the gospel, there is no gospel at all. Yes. And that's what we, we have to teach this generation is we've got to teach you got to suffer. If you don't get your Mercedes, if you don't get your house, if you don't get the thing, you this is a suffering way. Yes. And that's what this generation has to understand. You gonna have to go through something. That's right. But it, but it's gonna pay off. Yes. And it will. Um, Bishop, I'm gonna take a different route for a small second, but it's gonna be in the same vein. Oh um, man, I'm uh, with you. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> um we, you're right. We come out of um and uh, we come out of the same house. Uh, we do. We come out of the same house. I preach Jesus. I, I'm heavy on it. Um, I'm heavy on preaching him crucified. I'm heavy on the blood of Jesus and what was shed. I'm, I'm heavy on those things. Um, I'm heavy on living right, holiness and righteousness. And uh, I'm heavy on that water. And I'm heavy on, you know, you need to be filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. I, yes, sir. I, I'm, I'm heavy on that tradition. Um, and it still works. It still works. Um, how do we, um, knowing this works, and the generation we come from knowing it works, and the Bible is still right, and the power of the Holy Ghost has not shifted, the book has not shifted, how do we bring together the shepherds, um, or the people of God, uh, um, to uh, <laughs> um, to get us like we're doing right now, to just um, become the partners of, of of that gospel, of that story, of the, of that remembrance as much as possible, 
to bring how, how do we bring that together uh the it, it, i tell you the lord is using you you I, I, I believe the Lord, uh, I, I believe he might, you might be one of his servants. I believe that. I received it this week. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I say that because in preparation for this, uh, that question somewhat came up in my spirit, a similar question. And we have to all understand at our core, we're servants. And one thing that COVID taught us is some of the stuff we fought over don't mean nothing. Mm -hmm. Some of the stuff that separated us, it means nothing. There's more that is common than there is separate. So how do we come together? We've got to first understand we're servants of the kingdom of God and we're better together and stronger together. The enemy, uh, I I watch these National Geographic stuff sometime in these animal shows and and if you watch the tiger, the herd of tiger, what they do, or the lions, uh, they try to isolate their prey by themselves. They get their prey isolated, and then they pounce on that prey. And we've got to understand that's a tactic of the enemy. He wants you isolated by yourself, and then he can pounce on you. But it's harder to tear you down when we're all together. Yes. So we as leaders have to be the champions of unity. And anytime there's unity, there's got to be humility. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, you can't have us coming together when we're full of ourselves. We have to understand the only king is Jesus. The rest of us are servants. And that's how we can come together and, and, and understand at points the church is stronger if we come together. Yeah. Uh, I've seen a divided church. I've seen uh, 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 I've seen it over stuff that makes no sense, over pride, over jealousy, and and it has divided and weakened the church. So how do we come together? Leaders got to sit down and do just like this, have a conversation, and and listen. Right now, we just. Uh, Jonathan and Thomas, where yes. uh, that were, and and understand that without Christ we're nothing. But if we can come together and and work together, we can see that the church is is can work together to overcome any issue. So it's got to start at the top. We've got to understand we're servants. Yes. That above all of these titles that we have created all of these levels and, and I honor everybody in their place, but ultimately the greatest position is a servant. Yes. And that's how we come together. So we, we've got to settle on where maybe let's see before we can talk about where we're divided. Let's see where we, where we agree at. Mm-hmm. Let's, I, let's I like see that. before we can talk about what's wrong with us. Let's talk about what's right with us. And, and Aquila and Priscilla said, this man is mighty. He said, uh, uh, Aquila and Priscilla said, this man is mighty in the scriptures. And they pull him aside to have a private conversation with him and say, let's show him a more perfect way. Yes. They don't tear him down because he didn't have all truth. They, they, they took him where he was and said, let's show you a more perfect way. So let's meet where we agree on. And then if we can meet on the issues that we agree on, 
we can go we can go a little bit higher. Yes, yes, that's good stuff there, Bishop. Um, I, I, this is actually for me. Um, as we're going through this, it almost helps me go. You can't do one. You just can't do one session. We have to come yeah. back to this table again. Um, because I have a massive, uh, a lot of things that's pouring in my heart right now um, and saying in that unity um, and that fellowship and coming together in agreeance. Um, if there was one item that you would love to see out of all your years in ministry, and there's that one piece that you would have liked to have seen change in your growth where you could have seen it different. What would that have been? You kind of broke up right at the end. Uh, I want to make sure I get the question correct. I mean, out of your 35 years of ministry and and uh, starting at 19, um, after all these years, if there was an item in that ministry that would have helped you along this journey that you could have changed, even for you to be um, at a different place, not in position, but in where you could have been with and um, seeing ministry and being that conduit for everybody unifying, or if it's just to be more settled um, into your view of ministry over over time, what would that have been, or what could it have been? Um, I think that man, that's that's a that's a uh, that's a question. Um, I think the thing that we have to differentiate between is that God uses flawed men to do kingdom business. And we have to understand that humanity is flawed and God uses us in spite of that, knowing those flaws. My point is that if I could see, in my years, I've seen church split. I've seen this one upset. They start their own thing. That one upset. They go start theirs. And I said, what would happen if the church said, let's have one conference? And all, what, all anybody that named the name of Christ. Oh, Anybody that's apostolic, anybody Pentecostal, anybody, let, let's drop our alphabets. Let's drop our idiosyncrasies and for one time come together. I don't care who preach. I don't care. But set aside, that thing I think has done more damage than good. Because we're, when, when, when you're isolated over here with your little group, you're isolated over here. Uh, uh, there's one heaven. I, I don't read where there's two or three. I read there's one heaven. I, and I don't read where there are different sections in heaven. Where, you know, where this part of heaven is better than that part of heaven. Or there's more glory in the east wing and there's more anointing over in the west wing. I, or I don't hear that. I think the thing that has, that has, that I would like to see or that in my lifetime that I've seen is in all of this power, word, education that we have, yeah. we can't, we, we seem more splintered than we should be. Yeah. And, and I feel like this, if I have the, if I have Jesus 
and you have Jesus, then we ought to be able to find some common ground. Yes, Lord. I love it. I love it. We don't have enough time, Bishop. No, right. we don't. And, and, and okay, we're gonna have you back um, shortly. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna have we're gonna come back uh, and and have you back shortly because I know someone wants to hear the continuation of this. Um, in one minute, if you just can do that, and and I know your bishop been a preacher, you can do it in one minute. Uh, if you can give us uh, what would be the encouraging word that you would like to give for oh, today or the weekend, um, we're ready for it. Whatever you want to um, dispense into us. My, one of my favorite passages is this. Psalm 1 said, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. And I just want to say, when you are staying in the will of God, no matter what you're faced with, no matter what you're going through, no matter what comes against you, hear me. God's going to prosper you. Hold on to the hold on to the body of Christ. I don't care what it looks like. It's better to be in the body of Christ mm. than to be outside. I don't care how bad things are. I don't care what things look like. Stay in the church. God is going to bring you out after a while. That that's my encouraging word. Hang on in here. Hang on in here. It's better in the body. And whatever you do, it's going to prosper. I, I love that, Bishop. We receive it. I personally receive it. I'm, uh, and I thank God for it. I thank God for a rich word. Anybody out there that was listening today in this powerful, you can contact Bishop Jonathan Pulliam at 256-529-5507. Or you can catch him on Facebook um, at Facebook, A-C-O-G, or his email at acog nineteen thirty seven dot office at gmail.com and trust me trust me you ask him a question he gonna give you the truth unfiltered and he gonna tell you like it is amen and i love that portion about him bishop we're gonna have you back on i'm shortly so we can finish this conversation my texts are blowing up over here um because people wanted to go farther um but i thank you and we pray for you and your family and your wonderful wife um dr pulliam and to all of those of the ACOG family, and uh, hold on, and cuz. <laughs> For those who remember, that's Come my on, cousin. cousin. That's right. First cousin. First cousin, first y'all. We first yeah. cousins. Rich man in the gospel. We thank God for it. Hey, everybody, we call you blessed. Um, I'm overseer Thomas A. Pulliam. It's his, this is called It's His Time. And we thank God for this podcast. We will be on all of the podcast mediums and tap into this, share it with a friend and family. And um, always remember that God loves you and we call you blessed in the name of Jesus. All right. Be blessed, everybody, in Jesus' name. Bless you. I love you too much to forsake you I want to bless you and embrace you You gotta come to me cause I don't chase you But I suggest you choose me but I won't make you That's how you get your breakthrough Cause I really needed it Felt your presence out that I'm finally obedient Thank you for your love